Chapter 1, Part 5 of The Fifteen Decisive Battles of the World. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Fifteen Decisive Battles of the World by Sir Edward Shepherd Creasy. Chapter 1 The Battle of Marathon. Part 5 the indignation of the athenians was proportionate to the hope and excitement which his promises had raised xanthippus the head of one of the first families in athens indicted him before the supreme popular tribunal for the capital offence of having deceived the people his guilt was undeniable and the athenians passed their verdict accordingly but the recollections of lemnos and marathon and the sight of the fallen general who lay stretched on a couch before them pleaded successfully in mitigation of punishment and the sentence was commuted from death to a fine of fifty talents this was paid by his son the afterwards illustrious simon miltiades dying soon after the trial of the injury which he had received at paros the commonplace calumnies against the athenians respecting miltiades have been well answered by sir edward bulwer lytton in his rise and fall of athens and bishop Thirlwall, in the second volume of his history of greece but they have received their most complete refutation from mr grot in the fourth volume of his history page four ninety and sequence and notes i quite concur with him that looking to the practice of the athenian dicastery in criminal cases fifty talents was the minor penalty actually proposed by the defenders of miltiades themselves as a substitute for the punishment of death in those penal cases at athens where the punishment was not fixed beforehand by the terms of the law if the person accused was found guilty it was customary to submit to the jurors subsequently and separately the question as to the amount of punishment first the accuser named the penalty which he thought suitable next the accused person was called upon to name an amount of penalty for himself and the jurors were constrained to take their choice between these two no third gradation of penalty being admissible for consideration of course under such circumstances it was the interest of the accused party to name even in his own case some real and serious penalty something which the jurors might be likely to deem not wholly inadequate to his crime just proved for if he posted some penalty only trifling he drew them too far to the heavier sentence recommended by his opponent the stories of miltiades having been cast in prison and died there and of his being saved from the death only by the interposition of the pirantanus of the day are i think rightly rejected by mr grot as the fictions of after ages the silence of herodotus respecting them is decisive it is true that plato in the gorgias says that the athenians passed a ode to throw miltiades into the barathrum and speaks of the interposition of the pretanus in his favour but it is to be remembered that plato with all his transcendent genius was as neighbour has termed him a very indifferent patriot who loved to blacken the character of his country's democratic institutions and if the fact was that pretanus at the trial of miltiades opposed the vote of capital punishment and spoke in favour of milder sentence plato 
in a passage written to show the misfortunes that befell athenian statesmen would readily exaggerate this fact into the story that appears in his text the melancholy end of miltiades after his elevation to such a height of power and glory must have been recalled to the mind of ancient greeks by the sight of one in particular of the memorials of the great battle which he won this was the remarkable statue minutely described by pausanias by the athenians in the time of pericles accused to be hewn out of a huge block of marble which it was believed had been provided by datis to form a trophy of the anticipated victory of persians phidias fashioned out of this colossal image of the goddess nemesis the deity whose peculiar function was to visit the exuberant prosperity both of nations and individuals with sudden and awful reverses this statue was placed in a temple of the goddess at ramnus about eight miles from marathon athens herself contained numerous memorials of her primary great victory Paninus, the cousin of Phidias, represented it in fresco on the walls of the painted porch and centuries afterwards the figures of miltiades and callimachus at the head of athenians were conspicuous in the fresco the tutelary deities were exhibited taking part in the fray in the background were seen the phoenician galleys are nearer to the spectator the athenians and the plataeans distinguished by their leathern helmets were chasing routed asiatics into marshes and the sea the battle was sculpted also on the temple of victory in acropolis and even now there may be traced on the frieze the figures of persian combatants with their lunar shields their bows and quivers their curved scimitars their loose trousers and phrygian tiaras wordsworth's greece page 115 these and other memorials of marathon were the produce of the meridian age of athenian intellectual splendor of the age of phidias and pericles for it was not merely by generation of men whom the battle liberated from hippias and the medes that the transcendent importance of their victory was gratefully recognized through the whole epoch of her prosperity through the long olympiads of her decay through centuries after fall athens looked back on the day of marathon as the brightest of her national existence by a natural blending of patriotic pride and grateful piety the very spirits of athenians who fell at marathon were defied by their countrymen the inhabitants of the districts of marathon paid religious rites to them and orators solemnly invoked them in their most impassioned adjurations before the assembled men of athens nothing was omitted that could keep alive the remembrance of a deed which had first taught the athenian people to know its strength by measuring it with the power which had subdued the greater part of the known world the consciousness thus awaked fixed its character its station and its destiny it was the spring of its later great actions and ambitious enterprises thrillwall it was not indeed by one defeat however signal that the pride of persia could be broken and her dreams of universal empire be dispelled ten years afterwards she renewed her attempts upon europe on a grander scale of enterprise and was repulsed by greece with greater and reiterated loss larger forces and heavier slaughter than had been seen at marathon signalized the conflict of greece and persians at artemisium salamis plataea and the eurymedon 
but mighty and momentous as these battles were they rank not with marathon in importance they originated no new impulse they turned back no current of fate they were merely confirmatory of the already existing bias which marathon had created the day of marathon is the critical epoch in the history of two nations it broke for ever the spell of persian invincibility which had paralyzed men's minds it generated among the greeks the spirit which beat back xerxes and afterwards led on to xenophon Aegislius, and alexander in terrible retaliation through the asiatic campaigns it secured for mankind the intellectual treasures of athens the growth of free institutions the liberal enlightenment of the western world and the gradual ascendancy for many ages of the great principles of european civilization explanatory remarks on some of the circumstances of the battle of marathon nothing is said by herodotus of the persian cavalry taking any part in the battle although he mentions that hippias recommended the persians to land at marathon because the plain was favourable for cavalry evolutions in the life of miltiades which is usually cited as the production of cornelius nepos but which i believe to be of no authority whatever it is said that miltiades protected his flanks from the enemy's horse by an abatis of felled trees while he was on the high ground he would not have required this defence and it is not likely that the persians would have allowed him to erect it on the plain bishop trilval calls our attention to the passage in suidas where the proverb chorus hippias is said to have originated from some ionian greeks who were serving compulsorily in the army of datus contriving to inform miltiades that the persian cavalry had gone away whereupon miltiades immediately joined battle and gained the victory there may probably be a gleam of truth in this legend if datus's cavalry was numerous as the abandoned pastures of euboea were close at hand the persian general many thought from the inaction of his enemy that they did not mean to come down from the heights and give battle might naturally send the larger part of his horse back across the channel to the neighbourhood of eritrea where he had already left a detachment and where his military stores must have been deposited the knowledge of such a movement would of course confirm miltiades in his resolution to bring on a speedy engagement but in truth whatever amount of cavalry we suppose datus to have had with them on the day of marathon their inaction in the battle is intelligible if we believe the attack of athenian spearmen to have been as sudden as it was rapid the persian horse soldier on an alarm being given had to take the shackles of his horse to strap the saddle on unbridle him besides equipping himself season of us anab lib third chapter four and when each individual horseman was ready the line had to be formed and the time that it takes to form the oriental cavalry in a line for a charge has in all ages been observed by the europeans the wet state of the marshes at each end of the plain in the time of the year when the battle was fought has been adverted to by mr wordsworth and this would hinder the persian general from arranging and employing his horsemen on his extreme wings while it has also enabled the greeks as they come forward to occupy the whole breadth of the practicable ground with an unbroken line of levelled spears against which if any persian horse advanced 
they would be driven back in confusion upon their own foot. Even numerous and fully arrayed bodies of cavalry had been repeatedly broken, both in ancient and modern warfare, by resolute charges of infantry. For instance, it was by an attack of some picked cohorts that Caesar routed Pompeian cavalry, which had previously defeated his own at Pharsalia. I have represented the Battle of Marathon as beginning in the afternoon and ending towards evening. If it had lasted all day, Herodotus would have probably mentioned that fact. That it ended towards evening is, I think, proved by the line from Vespae, which I have already quoted, and to which my attention was called by Sir Edward Bulwer Lytton's account of the battle. I think that the succeeding lines in Aristophanes, also already quoted, justify the description which I have given of the rear ranks of the Persians, keeping up a fight of arrows over the heads of their comrades against the Greeks. Synopsis of events between the Battle of Marathon, B.C. 490, and the defeat of Athenians at Syracuse, B.C. 413. B.C. 490 to 487. All Asia is filled with the preparations made by King Darius for a new expedition against Greece. Themistocles persuades the Athenians to leave off dividing the proceeds of their silver mines among themselves and to employ the money in strengthening their navy. 487. Egypt revolves from the Persians and delays the expedition against Greece. 485. Darius dies and Xerxes, his son, becomes king of Persia in his steed. 484. The Persians recover Egypt. 480. Xerxes invades Greece, indecisive action against the Persian and Greek fleets at Artemisium. Destruction of 300 Spartans at Thermopyae. The Athenians abandon Attica and go on shipboard. Great naval victory of the Greeks at Salamis. Xerxes returns to Asia, leaving a chosen army under Mardonius to carry on the war against Greeks. 478. Mardonius and his army, destroyed by the Greeks at Plataea, the Greeks land in Asia Minor and defeat a Persian force at Mycle. In this and the following years, the Persians lose all their conquests in Europe and many on the coast of Asia. 477. Many of Greek maritime states take Athens as their leader instead of Sparta. 466. Victories of Simon over the Persians at Eurymedon. 464. Revolt of Helots against Sparta. Third Messenian War. 460. Egypt again revolts against Persia. The Athenians send a powerful armament to aid the Egyptians, which, after gaining some successes, is destroyed, and Egypt submits. This war lasted six years. 457. Wars in Greece between the Athenian and several Peloponnesian states. Immense exertion of Athens at this time. There is an original inscription still preserved in Louvre, which attests the energies of Athens at this crisis, when Athens, like England in modern wars, at once sought conquest abroad and repelled enemies at home. At the period we now advert to, BC 457, an Athenian armament of 200 galleys was engaged in a bold though unsuccessful expedition against Egypt. The Athenian crews had landed, had won a battle, 
they are then re-embarked and sailed up the nile and very busily besieging the persian garrison in memphis as the complement of triram galley was at least two hundred men we cannot estimate the forces then employed by the athens against egypt at less than forty thousand men at the same time she kept squadrons on the coasts of phoenicia and cyprus and yet maintained a home fleet that enabled her to defeat her peloponnesian enemies at cesarphilae and aegina capturing in the last engagement seventy galleys this last fact may give us some idea of the strength of the athenian home fleet that gained the victory and by adopting the same ratio of multiplying whatever number of galleys we suppose to have been employed by two hundred so as to gain the aggregate number of the crews which may form some estimate of the forces which this little greek state then kept on foot between sixty and seventy thousand men must have served in her fleets during that year her tenacity of purpose was equal to her boldness of enterprise sooner than yield or withdraw from any of their expeditions the athenians at this very time when corinth sent an army to attack their garrison at megara did not recall a single crew or single soldier from aegina or from abroad but the lads and old men who had been left to guard the city fought and won a battle against these new assailants the inscription which we have referred to is graven on a votive tablet to the memory of the dead erected in that year by the erechtheian tribe one of the ten into which the athenians were divided it shows as thilbal has remarked that the athenians were conscious of the greatness of their own effort and in it this little civic community of the ancient world still records to us with emphatic simplicity that its slain fell in cyprus in egypt in phoenicia at halie in aegina and in megara in the same year paeans of the athenian navy four hundred and fifty five a thirty years truce concluded between athens and lacedaemon four hundred and forty the samians endeavour to throw off the supremacy of athens samos completely reduced to subjection pericles is now sole director of the athenian consuls four hundred and thirty one commencement of the great peloponnesian war in which sparta at the head of nearly all the peloponnesian states and aided by the boeotians and some of the other greeks beyond the isthmus endeavours to reduce the power of athens and to restore the independence of greek maritime states who were the subject allies of athens at the commencement of the war the peloponnesian armies repeatedly invaded and ravaged attica but athens herself is impregnable and her fleet secure her the dominion of the sea four hundred and thirty athens visited by pestilence which sweeps off large numbers of her population four hundred and twenty six the athenians gain great advantage over the spartans at sphacteria and by occupying cythra but they suffer a severe defeat in boeotia and the spartan general prasidus leads an expedition to the thracian coasts and conquers many of the most valuable athenian possessions in those regions four hundred and twenty one nominal truce for thirty years between athens and sparta but hostilities continue on the thracian coast and in other quarters four hundred and fifteen the athenians send an expedition to conquer sicily end of chapter one part five read by 
lambda 